0: Welcome to AussieVision. I'm Dale.
1: And G'day. I'm
0: Mike. And welcome to our Eurovision weekly show. Now we
1: are a day late today Michael aren't we? Yes you know it gave us a chance to watch the London Eurovision party plus a little bit of a recovery from our own little preview party. Yes exactly there was the OGAE Australia party in Brisbane
0: which we will talk a little bit later on because we had some great performances there Mm -hmm. but um, maybe we were performing too much on the dance floor and singing along where our voices weren't weren't as fine as they were yesterday. (laughs) Yeah I'm feeling a little more refresh today shall we put it that way Dale (laughs) exactly exactly all right well let's talk about the uh, big proper pre-parties nothing wrong with the Australian ones but there were some massive ones this weekend we had Eurovision in concert in Amsterdam and the London Eurovision party
1: yeah two of the biggest ones particularly the Amsterdam party it's such a a, incredible event every year fantastic venue Full crowd. It really came across very, very well again. It looks epic. Like mm. when they have those shots of the crowd, that's just huge. I just it's get so- FOMO. I want to be
0: there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, there's, and the artists are so great with everyone as well. And at the London Eurovision party, they had a new venue. And look, I think they kind of needed it. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of went from like a hotel conference room to like some amazing looking stage with the biggest LEDs. It looks incredible.
1: Yeah, it looked really, really fantastic. So a big thumbs up. I hope all the fans in both countries really enjoyed it. Exactly. And talking about both countries
0: and performing, Voyager, Australia's own entry, were at both those
1: pre-parties. Yes. And they got an incredible reception at both of them. They just look like they're having such a good time, doesn't it? And I think that comes across on stage as well. So they look like they're having a great time and the crowd looks like they're having a great time as well. Those videos are just
0: phenomenal. Like when the crowd sings back. I mean, when they finish, then cheer and they carry on those big light sticks or whatever those <laughs> things were in Amsterdam, and then just the way he gets them to reprise it back, it's so good. And like we sit there and say, "Oh, what well, goosebumps!" and this is just incredible. And then you're seeing the artists. Um, they've been commenting even on their own socials and on ours as well about these videos and stuff, and just going, "It just it, it's giving them goosebumps." They're just having the time of
1: their life. Yeah, they're great experienced performers. So you know playing to these big crowds you know I'm not shocked it's going well I'm glad that they're getting some great feedback it should be great confidence for them heading uh, into the whole competition exactly we said this last week we were not shocked
0: and I think it's just great to Europe to see what we've seen of them Mm -hmm. Um, and again they've been doing this for decades they're absolutely smashing it so I just can't wait for Liverpool
1: also loving the social media side as well they think they're doing a great job on that Oh, God, yeah, definitely.
0: All right, well, it wasn't just about uh, Voyager, Mike. There's an artist you wanted to talk about, which I'm a bit shocked at, considering after a review and rank, (laughs) this is the one that you wanted to
1: bring up. I guess I wanted to just bring up Germany, because they did catch my eye in Amsterdam. I mean, there was a lot going on, and it was a big, big performance, but they really, really did catch the eye. I thought they were very, very good. I guess there was a part of me that, you know, if Australia wants to make the grand final, you know, is there room for these two big bombastic bands? But yeah, they definitely have different identities and come across differently. So I think they'll work together well if if Australia gets through to that grand final. Yeah, it's a little bit like Voyager, like seeing them
0: in a big live concert um, setting because, you know, let's face it, the German national final wasn't, you know, the the biggest, most bombastic uh, setting for them. And they did a great job there. But I think they just took it to that another level on a big stage. So, yeah, it it definitely made me kind of rethink a little bit about them. But, and you're right, it's the two totally different bands, always have been. But seeing them both smash out a performance and going, yep, you do your thing and they do those things, Hmm. uh, they can both coexist.
1: Yeah, another band with good experience, and I think it really, really shows.
0: Now, the other um, entry that came up a little bit, you know, we always touch on these other ones as well. Look, the Dutch, Netherlands, they were in Amsterdam, so there was always going to be a lot of scrutiny, especially from the local fans there. And look, it—you know there were some good parts of the performance, mm. um, but I think obviously there was some parts that
1: people... Uh, weren't that enamored with yeah I didn't think it was that bad to be honest and it is a difficult song you know that you've got the two very individual soloists that have come together for this duo and actually I thought they harmonized quite well but there was a little patchy parts where perhaps even themselves would want to work on but yeah I thought it was pretty good
0: Yeah, look, I think the thing is, this is the whole point of the parties, right? They Uh get to go out there. They get to um, try and, you know, they didn't really know each other beforehand as far as we know. So get to know each other, perform as as artists for the kind of first time. It's no wonder it's not going to be perfect straight away. So this is great that it's happening now. Remember last year, Mm. um, uh, Czech Republic was struggling in the preview parties and she absolutely brought it to Liverpool. Even Austria Who, let's say the the pre-buddies weren't great Mm. And she did a good job in Liverpool I think they'll be absolutely fine And I think they're improving the kind of connection they have But I understand
1: also why there's question marks Yeah, I mean, it's a work in progress You can see it Um, You're right about the connection on stage I think I can see them trying really hard to have that connection And there's little bits where they, you know, approach each other And touch each other And, you know, without it looking too cheesy And also some very sort of choreographic movement on the stage as well which I think will probably feature in the performance as well yeah exactly and look I think
0: the only thing I always throw back at you a little bit sometimes when we have these conversations if that was Australia how
1: would you be feeling uh, I'd be fine with it I would be because you're still a couple of weeks away and I'm we've seen it all come together at the end for other artists so yeah no time to press the panic button exactly look if I was in Australia it was I would be worried but I wouldn't be panicking hmm. And we haven't seen
0: barely any change in the odds actually with most of the countries from these pre-parties because really there's not that much. Maybe some people may rise a little bit, Netherlands maybe dropped a touch. But no dramatic changes, because I think we all know you've got to wait to Liverpool.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And each of these venues and each of their parties, it's all a big different setup and you've got different sound crews, etc. So there's no consistency between any of the venues. So it's very difficult for the artists to go there and be expected to be performing at top, top level.
0: Yeah, exactly. They're not doing all the usual amount of sound checks Mm -hmm. for a long period of time and the amount of rehearsals you get at Eurovision. So it's going to be okay.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And As always, the big favourites seem to do very, very well, didn't they? The Lorraines, the Curriers, and I'm even going to throw Austria in there as well. They seem to have had a really successful uh, pre-party season. Yeah, exactly. They're
0: almost just not worth talking about at this point (laughs) because it's just like they just go out and smash it. They have an amazing connection with uh, the fans. It's going really well, and most people are doing incredibly well, these pre-parties. So, you know, we don't like to nitpick anything, but, I mean, Sorry, the Dutch have been two weeks in a row. But it has <laughs> been the, probably the only talking point, I would say.
1: Yeah, fair, fair enough. It's also great to see the artists get to meet each other, connect. You know, friendships are starting to form and things like that. So it's it's always great to have a pre-party season.
0: Yep. And that's it. That is the end of the pre-party season. So there'll be no more from there, though Voyager is doing one more show in London. Mm-hmm. Check out their socials. If you live in the UK, go and see them. Um, so, yeah, another great pre-party season. Well, forget Amsterdam and London. (laughs) This weekend was all about Brisbane for us. (laughs) So it was, we mentioned before, the Eurovision preview party here where they show all the 37 entries on video format and have a couple of uh, artists perform actually. We had Brooke who's obviously been to all the um, parties across Australia. And we had a surprise guest performer, which was none other
1: than Queen of Eurovision in Australia, Dami Im. Yeah, she came out and absolutely smashed it. Like, she just walked out on stage, belted out Sound of Silence, and then did her new single, which was really, really good. Um, I don't know, we were all discussing, do you reckon that was her potential Eurovision song? Uh, so, yeah, fantastic night. And can I say, Brooks Scullion, what a performer. She killed it. Really, really good we got a, a lot of friends
0: of ours came along and they were like oh i didn't really know about this you know brooke i knew one song and yeah. like she, is she
1: gonna do that's rich three times yeah, or exactly. <laughs> something exactly <laughs> she did nine
0: songs she did covers she did hold me closer mm-hmm. she did euphoria she covered zombie by the cranberries she did uh, some of her new work as well mm-hmm. all fantastic and she just had the audience in the palm of her hands yeah she's like a our friend steve was saying he was up it's like a one woman show like a comedian and a singer and just just absolutely fantastic
1: brilliant and then came
0: and had a drink with us afterwards, which was fantastic. Yeah, she did. We went to, um, we this all finished at like 10, 11 o'clock-ish. Then we went down to a, a, a pub bar down the road that we go to regularly. And then they came a little bit later. And at 1.30 in the morning, they somehow managed to convince uh, the people who owned the place to let her perform. And there's a
1: stage and she got up. Yeah. and performed it and absolutely smashed it. Absolutely. It was all of a sudden, welcome to the stage, Brooke. And yeah. that's rich. All we, off we went again. So it was
0: lots of fun. Lots she of lots of fun. didn't miss a beat. I wouldn't say she was as fresh as she was when she walked on stage in Brisbane <laughs> and she still yeah. managed to do it. She said to me, I could do
1: that in my sleep with a couple of other words thrown in for colour as well. Yeah, but great <laughs> for all the fans here in Brisbane to get together. And it was a great party. We had over 100 people. How many? Over 100- One, 100 Hundred. 30 in brisbane which is very good for our little city yeah and a fantastic venue and everyone had a great time had a lot of people coming from interstate as well which was great to see
0: yeah just fantastic brooke the whole team the oga australia did an amazing job as well and just coming back to dami him again i've Mm -hmm. seen her do obviously sound of silence many times we both have and she's been doing the acoustic version pretty much i think every single time since um Stockholm mm-hmm. she came out and did the full Eurovision perform. I mean, she wasn't on a box uh, but she did the full <laughs> vocal of-, of it with all those moments and all those runs yeah. and it was just phenomenal yeah absolutely incredible incredible and-, and definitely check out her single collide which is roughly around three minutes I'm not saying anything on that one <laughs> but also it's just a it's fantastic it's really good and her vocals are just incredible yet again yeah privileged to see her once again Well, it wasn't just about Brisbane, even though that it was the Supreme Party, if you ask us. Um, Sydney was the night before, and of course, Brooke did everything amazing again. But there was another surprise guest performer, and you might have guessed it from his little snippet last week. It was none other than Andrew Lambrew, who's representing Cyprus this year, but of course is From Australia. Yes,
1: he teased that he'll be doing a special performance this week. Uh, And yes, it was at the Sydney preview party. And he was fantastic from everyone who uh, was there. Really, really enjoyed it. Very impressive.
0: Yeah, I think there were so many just people absolutely loved that he was there and doing it. And a lot of people taking a lot of photos. And he was so great with the fans. So fantastic to see like an actual Eurovision performer representing another nation at a
1: party in Australia before Eurovision itself. I think that's going to be a first. Yeah, it's his hometown, you know, to get that reception before you head off. I think that would be a real confidence boost for him as well.
0: Well, just before we hear from Andrew's weekly update with him on his road to Liverpool, um, he and Voyager took part in a series the Eurovision uh, channel is doing called Eurovision A Little Bit More, where the artists are performing different versions of their songs, like Cardia did a reggae cha-cha-cha god that was odd <laughs> really <laughs> odd so both and uh voyage covered Andrew's song mm-hmm. and andrew performed molythar so before we hear his update because he does chat about it we're going to hear a little bit of snippet of those two performances and then we'll hear from andrew
2: Hey, Aussie Vision, it's Andrew Lambrew again, in for my weekly checkup. It's been a fantastic week. So as many people know now, I was the surprise guest at Brooke's tour for the Eurovision party and what a night it was. It was my debut performance of Break a Broken Heart. I had so much fun. It was great to chat to everyone, take photos. um, And the response that I got was everything I could have asked for. Brooke was amazing to watch too um so i had such a fun night that night and another thing that's happened is voyager have covered my song and i can tell you right now that that has made my year already it was the most fantastic cover they absolutely nailed it i have the biggest smile on my face after listening to their cover of my song something that's super super special to me Uh, and it's just been a week filled with exciting things like that i'm off to cyprus on thursday Uh, we are putting the pieces of the puzzle together and i'm so so excited to show everyone what i'm doing on stage this is really getting real now and i'm over the moon oh i can't wait now another thing that's happened as well is i did a cover of molly Tavar, which was the winning song for 2007 and maria Serifovic commented on my video and she messaged me and she sent me good luck for liverpool and that's also made my week too So it's just so many exciting things happening. And I just feel like I'm on such a high just before I get to go to Cyprus. I'm so excited for everyone to see what's coming. And I couldn't be happier with how this week has gone. So thank you for all the support too from you guys. I love you all. And let's do this.
1: Well, isn't that fantastic? Andrew sounds like he's had even better week than we've had. Like, hes you can hear it in his voice. Oh, you, you totally can hear it in his voice. Like, he's like,
0: the excitement is there. And I loved particularly um, that he heard from uh, Maria mm-hmm. um, from Serbia for the Moldova because he sounded like the Eurovision fan that he is. Yeah. He is a Eurovision fan. And that I think from memory, um, he did an interview with Kiriakos last year and talked about very much watching that win and going straight over to Piano to try and learn learn how to, you know, sing and do that song. And now he's getting to do that Ooh. for the
1: Eurovision channel. And like, singing it in Serbian. Yeah. Like, fantastic. Also, so happy that uh, Voyager covered his song. And they really did Voyager it up, didn't they? they I loved it. Uh, yeah, it really, really worked. So you could just see that they're friends and, and hopefully that support is uh, going to come through for each other in, uh, in Liverpool. And it was his debut performance of his
0: song, as you mentioned, in Sydney, and it sounded like he had an amazing time there. It really has been a big week for him, hasn't it? Yeah,
1: I keep it down on the low, you know, <laughs> they get too excited. But, yeah, it, towards the end of this week, he'll head off to Cyprus, and he can see it's all getting very, very real, and all the pieces of the puzzle are falling together. So really exciting times for him.
0: Oh, I just love getting those updates from yeah. him. He's Such just a lovely it's guy. so nice to hear that kind of, uh, the, the actual journey from from Eurovision in their own words. So it's been awesome. Well, early in the week, Craig from the AusVision team, who has been our number one Maltese fan for the last couple of years, got
1: to chat to the Busker. Yeah, great opportunity for him, and I think he really, really enjoyed it. I think you can hear the excitement in the interview. Yeah, exactly. And he did find
0: out a bit of a tidbit from them and their connections with Australia. So Mm. let's have a listen.
2: First... Austra- I don't know if you know this, but Australia actually has the biggest population of
1: Maltese people outside of Malta. There's nearly yeah, 250,000 yes. of them. So do you have anything you'd like to say? We hear from our Maltese followers all the time. So is there anything you'd like to say to like the Maltese population of Australia who are very much behind you from everything I've seen on social
3: media?
4: Well, first and foremost, uh, I would like to take the opportunity to say, I mean, hi to everyone in Australia. Um, as a band, I think... Um, uh, we, we separately, before I was part of the band, the, um, the Bosker were actually part of the commercial in Australia. Yeah, yes. And, and uh, I, I spent eight months in Australia. Um, I spent eight months in Melbourne. I'm yep. in Melbourne right now. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, I spent some time in Taylor's Lakes.
2: Oh, terrific, yeah. terrific. Um, did you get a chance um, to see the rest of the country while you were here, or was it just Melbourne?
4: No, I just focused on Melbourne. Yeah, but yeah. well, it is it the best play city play. in Australia, so I can't blame you. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. And for us, it's it's a big thing that um there's a big Maldives community because, um, it's a again it's home away from home. Um, I remember coming to Australia and finding Kinney, you know, and finding pastitsi, which are things which are um local. Even just going up to the to the stores. Uh, I hear just the the Maltese language everywhere and people recognize my accent as Maltese. So it just felt like I was always welcome. And and I just want to say thanks to, to anyone who's watching who has Maltese roots or knows people with Maltese
1: roots for supporting us as a band throughout this experience. Well, even from that little tidbit, I've learned something. Now, I grew up in Melbourne, and there is a lot of Maltese people. I didn't know we had the biggest Maltese community outside of Malta itself.
0: Oh, yeah. I did know it was a very large um, population from it. And this is, I mean, this is the reason Australia is in Eurovision in the first place. The reason we've been broadcasting for 40 years is because SBS was a TV channel set up for our multicultural
1: uh, community because we're a country of migrants. And we do have a lot of Maltese fans because... I've got some feedback from them before as well, Dale. When Craig said,
0: we've had a guess. Remember how the Spanish fans come to, for me, the Maltese fans came for you. <laughs> but I will say,
1: though, I do love a pastizzi. Oh, my God, I can eat them by the bucketful. So good.
0: And I did love the fact that after he said that he spent his time in Taylor's Lakes, um, Craig was like, did you go anywhere else? Because <laughs> <laughs> if
1: you've ever been to Taylor's Lakes, you'd want to go somewhere else.
0: But, but well, no, it sounds like he's had a, a great experience in Melbourne. Yeah. Also, I would need to find out what commercial the busker were involved in in Australia. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure I've seen it, but I didn't recognise them at the time. Well, look, those guys are so nice, and he chatted, there was three, that was Dave Junior, the lead mm-hmm. singer who was in Australia. We forgot to mention that part, um, but also they're all fantastic. And Craig did a great interview. Go and check it out on our YouTube channel. But it wasn't the only interview we had during the week. Uh, Kyriakos spoke to Gustav from Belgium. Mm-hmm. Now Gustav has been a backing singer in the past at Eurovision, and Kyriakos us about that experience and how he's going to use it for liverpool
2: now you've been part of the belgium eurovision team as a uh, vocal coach before Mm. and a backing vocalist so you've been to eurovision before so i expect um you've already been through some of that pressure of being part of the team and like trying to do well but how does it feel being on the flip side and having the spotlight on you
3: well yeah that's a very good question uh because it is of course different uh because when you're part of a delegation, I love being part of a delegation. I think I would even love to do that even after this is done, because it's just lovely to be a team. Uh, and, and I think in our being meaning like a full-on team. Like of course, when you're a musician, you're a team, and you, you you're in a band or whatever. But this is really a team of like proper delegation leaders, someone for makeup, someone for styling, someone for PR. And we all have to defend the same goal, and we all have to you know be be proud of what we're doing and stick together because it's all about you know getting the best result i find that very very empowering and so the great thing about that is i already had that reference going twice as a backing vocalist to to understand the dynamic of what all that stuff means so it, what the great thing is now because i had that experience i do think it gives me a bit of an advantage in the in how to delegate certain things and i got to create a team around me that i really trusted uh because i knew that that was as, as really an essence because it's going to be a, a it's already a pressure cooker but those two weeks are going to be like <laughs> the craziest pressure cooker I probably will ever be under so th- that's something i wanted to say and also it is um it is lovely to do that because now i really get to create a vision that i want uh find the people who will will make that vision come true for me and the great thing about that is then um, by i think having the right team creating you know uh, like we're going through all the options of what is possible. It will make me perform better, I believe, because at least then, when I'm on stage, I will have known I've done everything I could have possibly done to make the vision work. And that's something I haven't experienced before, and that is a lovely feeling, I have to say.
1: Well, I have to say, having watched the whole interview with Gustav, He is such a focused gentleman like what an artist and I think you know obviously he's a little more experienced than some of the other performers we have in the contest but you can see his head is screwed on right and he knows what he wants to achieve and get out of this whole experience and it sounds like he's uh, got it all lined up ready to go.
0: I think that that balance of focusing on him as the individual and the artist and the attention on him with the team. He knows how those two work together. He knows the support that's involved um, and the fact that him saying, okay, yep, this is what I want and I have to delegate because trying to take that all on mm-hmm. as an artist would be so much. You've got to worry about performing, then you've got to worry about your look and the staging and how it's coming across and the shots and all that. More you can delegate. The more that you know how Eurovision works, the
1: better. And there's a quiet confidence, Mm. I felt. Yeah, you can see he's got trust in the team around him because he's put them in those positions. And he's going to walk away from this whole experience proud of what he's presented as an artist himself with him in the limelight. Really, really good stuff.
0: Yeah, I just the whole interview is so good. Gustav is amazing. Yeah. I, I think I loved him in the entry beforehand, but I even more so after watching that. He's he's quite witty and funny, but serious and focused, as you said. So it's a it's a really interesting one. Yeah, very impressive. I'm,
1: I'm quietly confident for him as well, to be honest.
0: Mm. Yeah, exactly. I'm fully better about my predictions now. Um, so, yes, <laughs> go and check that one out as well on the YouTube channel. Kiriakos is done a Great job with him. Well, that's the end of the show this week. But, oh, things are getting real now. As we were talking to a lot of um, people going over from the AussieVision team, uh, like Hayley and Kiriakos and uh, loads of people and Steve going over to Liverpool, we're all going, oh, my God, it's only
1: just over two weeks and are we even prepared (laughs) yeah and rehearsals will start even before we get there so it's coming up pretty quickly now I know, we're trying to work out what we're going
0: to wear. It looks <laughs> looks pretty cold in Liverpool, but um, no, we're all getting primed up. We've still got, obviously, our Review and Ranks episodes. They'll be coming up over the next one to two weeks. They'll all be, actually, the next week. They'll all be done and out Ooh. pretty much about a week. Ooh. So um, watch out for them after uh, this episode. Yeah, exciting times ahead. And our voices have just held up by the sound of it today. Exactly. <laughs> all right, well, thanks so much again for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks, guys.